All right, good morning, Rabbi Sai. Mazatov Nachum. A great grandfather. Wow, Mazatov, Mazatov. First time a great grandfather, huh? Is it a special? When I became a grandfather, they said it's a special club. Is that a special club? Guaranteed Ganadin. Doesn't everybody become a great grandfather eventually? You mean in your lifetime? Okay. All right, Rabbi Sai, one email. What else is those? I should read it out. Rabbi Schomburg invites the Tzibur to Shalom Zohar tonight. Bebe Samedrish Chanichei Ayishivas Nachagilo 3. Upstairs. Yishar Koyach. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Everybody was provided one of these, a mask and gloves. Look underneath your seat. Please wear them. Wow, Yaakov Citroen. Wow. Yaakov Citroen was in Bidud for 14 days. So welcome back, unbelievable. He was in quarantine a 14 day. This is the first, you're the first person I've seen coming out of How is it? You guys are lucky I don't have corona, otherwise you'll always be here. Right <laughs> you really don't have? You had it checked? I got checked, yeah. Wow. I saw him here. He, was, he, was, he came to the shir the day before quarantine, then he goes into quarantine. He had us all worried for 14 days. My, I don't have a phone, so if anybody tried calling me the last day, it's gone. And therefore, I don't have um, pictures and stuff today, because I, I need a phone for that. But I do have a, I, whatever. Long story, since I realized I'm probably not going to make it to America for Pesach, as things are going right now, so I decided to repair it. It was a one-day repair. Uh, this is an email from my sister. It says, here is, I can't say his name, getting dialysis our new normal, three times a week. Four hours a pop. And doing the daf. As I told you, he learns with your brother each day, not the eight minute, the full share. He loves it. Here's our friend. Let me see if I could enlarge it a little bit. Uh, uh, here we go. Here's the tzaddik doing the daf. Here it is right here with his earphones. Rabbi Isai, if he's doing the daf and dialysis, so if you guys are in Bidud, wherever, where's the pictures from Bidud? Quarantine. There are a few people that put themselves in uh, self-quarantine, self, uh, what is it called? Self-isolation, like Barak and a couple of others are gone until this whole story is over. You guys are brave. No, self-imposed quarantine. He's not in quarantine, self-imposed quarantine. So if you're in self-imposed quarantine, please follow the shear, and um, we'll see what happens. I heard from somebody, somebody said, a, a beautiful Vard, he said that the whole, the whole story with Yosef at Tzaddik and Klai Yisrael and the Geula and everything that happened and the whole slavery and, 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 and Matan Torah all happened because of a fly. The one fly that fell into the Sarah Mashkim's cup and he, and he ended up in jail and he was able to, to come out and save you guys, the whole thing. And the whole, the whole corona started from one fly, one bat in China two days ago, Torah anytime. Okay. Beautiful.
We are holding on the Vavam base. Omar, thank you. Im hoitzi vehichnis b'shoigeg chayov chatos. Bemezid onush kores viniskal. We're going back to the brisa, beautiful brisa, and we're going to take every word. We're going to dissect every word in the brisa. We learned in the brisa if a person takes something from Rishus Hayochet to Rishus Rabim, or from Rishus Rabim to Rishus Hayochet, b'shoigeg chayov chatos. If he does it on purpose, he gets chorus. And if there are Edim and Hasra, he gets Skilo. They stone him. We have to understand those words. Pshito. It's not going to help you. I'm not going to help you, my friend. Bibi said last night, he had a thing, he said, if somebody sneezes in a room, it's like bullets yeah. shooting out. Everybody within his he meter, is, if he has corona. So please stay away from each other. That's what he's saying. And we're sitting here as a... So Avi moved away. He thinks that he, he just moved away. One Should we stop right now? Thank you. Don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. Don't cough. Don't breathe. Ask the Gemara. Since we know that we know that b'meizid yechayev kares, and the halacha always is that anything that yechayev kares, you are chayev achatos. If you do it by mistake, b'shoigeg pshita. What's the chiddush? You're right. There is no chiddush. B'meizid onush kares v'niskal itzrichalei. He only we only need the other part of the brisa. That if you do it on purpose, you get skila and kares depending if there were edim. Hanami pshita. What's the chiddush in that? What's the Gemara's question? Why is that pashat? What's so pashat about that? I need to know what he gets. Where does the Torah say it? Ah, by the Mekoshesh, it says Mefurush that he gets skilo. Hakam Ashmelon. Kedarav, Domarav, Motsosi, Megillah, Storim, Bey, Rebichia. Very interesting. In those days, they couldn't write any Gemara down. But if a person had a very unique shita, a shita siyachid, they would write it down as not to forget it. They never chazered a shita, nobody cared about it that much. But in order not to forget it, they would put it in a megillah. They would write it down. It was a, a hidden megillah. So he finds this hidden megillah because of Isi ben Yehuda Oimer. This is what it says in the megillah. Isi ben Yehuda says, Avais melachos arbaim chaser achas. How many melachos are there? 40 minus 1, 39. No sneezing. <laughs> I can't believe you're here. You from a, this guy's not been touching people for like three months already, <laughs> and he's sitting here. Beautiful, hello, beautiful. We're all here. Hashem should have rachmanus on everybody and save us from Corona and save the whole world and whatever. Akabonim. So Yisabin Yudah says, listen to this, if you do all 39 melachas, if you just read it simply, you do 39 melachas, you only have to bring one carbon. It'll cost you 1,500 shekel, that's it. In other words, what is he saying? He's saying, all melachas Shabbos, 
They're all, they all come from one source. Don't be Mechal Shabbos. It doesn't matter if I plow my field, if I reap the field, if I do tzira, whatever I do, it's all under one umbrella, and I'm chayiv one. Now that can't be. The Gemara goes away from this right away. But that's the Havamin. Listen to this. I find this difficult, but it seems very simple to Rashi, that if the Mishnah describes in the Fine Gimel, all the Malachas, all 39, goes through each and every one. So we know how to count. One, two, three. So why does the Mishnah have to waste its breath by telling me the amount? Okay, to me, I would love somebody to tell me at the end. By the way, you don't have to count. It's 39. It's not like four or five. It's a, it's a large number. Nevertheless, the Gemara has a problem with that. Why do I need a number? Says Rabbi Yochanan, that I'm chayiv on each and every one if I did it with one awareness. Now, if you just read it simply, you think, okay, what is he coming to say? They chayiv 39. But Rashi says even better than that. You're only chayiv 39. The max that you can reach is 39. Why would I think you chayiv more than 39? Because every av has a tolda. Says Rashi that the Gemara is coming to say that you never chayiv on a tolda. You're always chayiv just for the av and nothing more. So the most a person can be chayiv on one Shabbos and one Helem is 39 korbanos. Okay, so it's 39. It's a lot more than one that Isi ben Yehuda said. Isi ben said, if you do 39, you chayiv one. So it can't be that that's what he meant. Isi ben Yehud is coming to say a major chiddush. One out of these 39, and you have to figure it out, you don't get Misa. If you're over Isser Dairaisa on Shabbos on a Malacha, you don't get Misa. One of the 39. So going back to our question, why does our Brisa have to say, by the way, you get Skila, you get Karas, to tell me that this Melacha called Eitzah is not what Isi ben Yudu was talking about. Isi ben Yudu was talking about 38 other ones. Go figure out 38 other Melachas. Which one it's not? This one it is Chayiv, Karas, and Skila. This Melacha called Eitzah is not one of the ones that we have a problem with and we don't know if this is what Isi ben Yehuda meant. Which one is it? We'll figure it out. Omar, Abel Yom, Ubiko, Vistavonis, Vakarmelis, Enon, Loikirshus Ayochid, Veloikirshus Rabbin. So it says in the Braissa that a sea, a valley, it's the Vonis we said is a stav, it's one of those benches in front of a store. Vakarmelis. Now, what's Yam Biko Istavanis? They are Carmelis. They're in the category of Carmelis. We're describing Carmelis. What's a Carmelis? A Yam, a Biko, Istavanis. And then it sticks in the word Veha Carmelis. So we need to address that. What's the extra word Carmelis? Einon, They're neither. They're in between. They're not as large as Rabim. They're not like Yoshusayachid. So. As the Gemara, Ubika The Gemara is addressing another point. The Bika, the valley. So you're telling me a Bika is not a Rosh Hashanah, not a Rosh Hashanah. What is it? It's a Carmelis. Ubika ain't a Rosh Hashanah, the Rosh Hashanah, but nah. And it says before the Mishnah, 
Habiko You have a field. What's a field? So it depends. Do people walk through it? Do they not walk through it? In the summertime, it's considered Rushusayakid. Nobody walks through it. It's my own private field. So it's a Rushusayakh Shabbos. If I carry from Rushusarabim into my bika, I'm Chayiv. Here's the big Chiddush, and the only difference in the whole thing here, Rushus Harabim Litumah. This is Allah, when it comes to Tumah, that if I have a suffolk, I have a doubt of Tumah in Rushus Harabim, it's tar. If it's the same doubt, I take that same example, that same case, and I transfer it over to Rushus Hayachid, it's Tami. So what, does this field consist of Rushus Harabim, Rushus Hayachid? Big Chiddush. When it comes to Tumah of Rosh Hashanah, my field is considered Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because five, ten people walk through there a day, a month, I don't know. So it's no longer Rosh Hashanah. Why? So Rashi brings the whole thing that, where do I know the whole concept of Suffolk, Tumah, and Rosh Hashanah? I learned it from a Saita. And a Saita has to be Nistar, she has to be secluded with zero people there. So Mela. This field that has more than zero people, it's already not a Rosh Hashanah. It's already a Rosh Hashanah. Fine. What's the point that the Gemara is trying to get to? The word beforehand. What's a bika? In the summertime, it's a Rosh Hashanah. Not only that, the Mishnah continues. In the wintertime, a bika is not a caramelous. A bika is a Rosh Hashanah. So why are you telling me that in the category of Carmelis I have a bika? I have a valley, I have a field. Over here it says Mefurish that in the winter a field is considered Rosh Hashayachid for Shabbos, for Tumah. In the summer it's considered Rosh Hashayachid for Shabbos. But it's Rosh Hashayachid, not a Carmelis. So we have to address this. Says the Gemara, no, our Bryce is right. A bika is a Carmelis. So then why does it say in the Mishnah that a bika is a Rosh Hashayachid? Omar Ula, Tupshatim. Now notice the author of this pshat. Who says this pshat? Ula. Oma Ula, Loilam Carmelis Havi. No, a bika is considered a Carmelis. Vamai Kari It's just telling me what? No, it's not funny. Because no, we're trying to say that it's not a Rushusayachid for Tumah. When it comes to Tumah, you have Rosh Hashayach and Rosh Hashayach. So it's not Rosh Hashayach. It's not Rosh Hashayach. What's the opposite of Rosh Hashayach? Rosh Hashayach. So I use the language to tell me what it's not. When, when it's the, the summer, so I, I consider it Rosh Hashayach for Tumah. Because there are a few people that walk through there. When it's the winter, there's a crap on the ground. Nobody walks through my field. So if nobody walks through my field, so when it comes to Tumah, if I have a Suffolk Tumah, then it's a Rosh Hashayachid. In the, in the summer, some, 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 some not such nice people decide to make it a shortcut. They shouldn't be going through my field. They might be ruining my seeds over there. But they do. So it's a Rosh Hashayachid. Meaning, it's not a Rosh Hashayachid. So I call it a Rosh Hashayachid. To call it a caramelist would be funny. It's not the opposite of Rosh Hashayachid. When it comes to Tumah, I have two options. Rosh Hashayachid, Rosh Hashayachid. Carmelis is never a discussion when it comes to Tumah. So therefore I use the word called Rosh Hashayachid. 
So Mela, but, but in terms of what is it halachically? Halachically, a field of Bikas, Rishus HaYachid, is a Karmelis, not a Rishus HaYachid. Over there I call it Rishus HaYachid because it has to do with Tumah. Fine. Ravashi Omar, now all in Avzayin, could go in this Lamechitza. See, comes with a crazy Chiddush. You know what kind of field I'm talking about? I have a field that's seven miles long, but guess what? It has a fence all around it. MMA The what? So that's why it's Rosh Hashayachet. Now, the Omar Ula. So he brings a proof from Ula who just answered another answer. See what's going on here? Who's the first answer? Ula. Ravashi says, I'm talking about a place with a mechitza, and, and I'll prove it to you from Ula. And the Gemara is going to ask right away, so why doesn't Ula say his own svara? Ravashi is using Ula, let Ula say this. If you have a place that's more than 50 amma by 100 amma, which is the size of the chatz in the Mishkan, Shalai, Hukav Ledira. Hukav Ledira is just the concept that if I build a house, and then I go around the house, I put a fence around my house, no matter how big it is, then everything within that fence is for my house. It's Ledira. So then I could carry inside that, inside that fence. What if I make a fence and there's no house? That's Lo Yukav Ledira. Then I can't even carry in there. But it's still considered Roshus HaYachid. Vafilu Kur, Vafilu Kurayim, that's huge. It's still considered Roshus HaYachid. Why? Because it has a fence. Chacham said, don't, don't carry in there. You're going, to get, you're going to start getting confused. It's so large, you might start carrying in Roshus HaRabba. Now, it's funny, almost funny, because when, when I said, when I read out loud, so he started laughing. It's not so funny, because the Gemara says, It makes a lot of sense he didn't say like Gula, because it's almost funny. Like, that's not what it says. How come Ula doesn't say like in his own self? Say we're talking about a field that has a big mechitza. Why are you calling it a bika? Bika karila. Karfafi. It's not a bika. It's a karfaf. It has a different name. Whatever, in the time of the Gemara, if somebody had a field with a fence, it was called a karfaf, not a bika. It just doesn't fit into the language of bika. We're talking about a bika. Vashi, katani. You got a problem. He says, you're right. You have to pick your poison. One of them is no good. On the one hand, it's called a bika. Bika is not a karfaf. But on the other hand, it says Rosh Hashayachid. Rosh Hashayachid has a fence. We know Rosh Hashayachid has to have a fence that's ten tfachim. So he grabs this one and makes more sense for him to say Rosh Hashayachid, a fence. He says no, it means a, kar- it means a karmelis without to exclude a Rosh Hashayachid. Nusogiv our karmelis. So that's what I was, I was describing before. It says, Yam Bikois Tavonis, Veha Carmelis. We have to understand what Veha Carmelis comes to add. Or the Kulu Nami Lav Carmelis Nino, they're all Carmelis. Hazar Dima Revechon and Nitzrochaler, Karen Zovis, Asmuchel Shusarabim. By the way, uh, I called up Oiz Vahadr yesterday and Moyers Dafayami, which are the same, and they gave me permission to use all their pictures 
They have beautiful pictures in the Ma'ir's Dafayomi also. They have those beautiful pictures I used yesterday. And not only that, he came running over to my house last night, I don't know, like 9, 10 o'clock. No, when was it? Before, after share? It was before. So like 9 o'clock, he came to my house, knocked on the door, and he gave me a present from Aizvahadar, a beautiful safer with all the pictures on Erevin. So we have Rishos now from Aizvahadar, from Art Scroll, from Mesifta, which is Aizvahadar, and from Shait's book, The Lamathas Malachas. So we're good. The only problem is that my phone is not working, so I couldn't do anything with those beautiful pictures. So this is the best I could come up with. I don't have internet. Serious. This is, this is what I came up with. It's going to make sense though in a second. Says the Gemara, This is only Pshat 1 in Rashi. Pshat 2 is too difficult for me. Basically, here's Rishus Rabin. This is a thoroughfare right here on top. So the problem is, this is set back. This house is set back. So occasionally you see this, and, and we have it occasionally in Chicago. Like you go down a block, all of a sudden some Meshuggah built a house like way back in. He has no backyard, but he has a giant front yard. So the question is, do people use this? The Gemara says nobody wants to use it. It's really, uh, it's not comfortable to use this area. So that's what he's saying, that this area, this blank right over here, is considered a Carmelis. Fine. Look, guy that owns a house, that's his Rosh Hashanah, maybe. We're talking about Klape the Rosh Hashanah. You see, this whole area, no, there's no gate. This whole area is Rosh Hashanah, and it dips into here. That's not a Rosh Hashanah. That's a new gather called a Carmelis. Now, Rashi brings another shot that it, this is problematic slightly, because this actually has three walls. One, two, three. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Another shot is that it's on an angle, so it doesn't have three walls in every direction. Had I had my phone, we would have had a better picture today. Bezer Hashem, the guy didn't rip me off, and I'll have my phone back today. I tried calling him last night, no answer. Zogdi Gemara. What? No, somebody gave me a temporary, but I don't have WhatsApp, I don't have anything on it. Just uh, I could dial. It's terrible. It's a different life, different life. I'm getting used to life with Corona. You'll see. I'll be one step ahead of you guys. No communication, nothing. Zog the Gemara. Ela Karen Zavaz Asmuchal Rishus Ram. Navgav the Zim the Dach Yibei Rabim. At the end of the day, people do push themselves in there. If it gets too crowded, they're gonna walk up onto the grass over there. Ba'elgavo kirin the loynichot ashmishte. Here the Gemara even uses this lashon. It's not gonna be a doichak later on when we say it. The Gemara here says it. It's not comfortable to use. It's not. It's not, what's the word? It's, it's not straight. You have to go out of, you have to make a, a, a very sharp turn to get in there. You're going straight. You have this big wagon. You're driving. Well, you don't want to go in there. So, Melo, ki karmelis dummy. It has Allah of a karmelis. Now we're going to go into a few Allahs of karmelis and mocking p'tur. Says Rabbi Yechonon, the name of Dimi. They had these beams, pillars, in middle of the road. So it's a, it's a, it's a great gimmick. You're driving down the highway, all of a sudden, there's a beam. Now, it, it, if you, I don't know if you travel. You, know, you go through, you get off the plane, they put you right into duty free. You have no option. You can't go right, it, it, you're in duty free. That's the only way to get to, out of the gate, right? You, you don't know what I'm talking about? In Europe. They put you in the, in the, 
you, you could close your eyes, whatever. If not, you have to smell the perfume, look at the whiskey, whatever. So you're driving down the, 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 the Rosh Hashanah and there's a beam right in front of you. So you have to buy, you have to look at least at, his, at whatever he's selling. So what Allah does this beam have? Now Tyson points out right away, the beam doesn't take away from my Rosh Hashanah that's 16 Amas. It goes from here, 16 Amas wide. I have a beam in the middle, it's part of Shusur Rabbim. You just have to make a sharp turn around and go around it. There's a bunch of beams. They sell these the rights, I guess, or people's, I don't know how it worked in those days. Every guy has their beam and you have to start going like this. Navigate through these beams. So what's that luck of these beams? Neither get caramelous. Look, it's not comfortable to go through there. I rather, so the beams don't go across the entire highway. They take up one lane, let's say, on the right. The right lane is full of beams. So you have to get out of your right lane and, and emerge into the left and keep on going. And flatbus when you're driving under the overhead train. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? A flatbus when yeah, what, the subway, the, like the stores. On both sides, you're driving. Like, oh, New Utrecht, New yeah. Utrecht, yeah. So is that considered like a, like, you know, it's, like, it's a little tight over there, you know? <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's where uh, I learned how to drive. So if you ever see me drive here. <laughs> Those beans were to save the people walking on the sidewalks. So at the end of the day, the right lane over there turns into a caramelous. Because you don't really drive there. And if you do, it's very difficult. It's a caramelous. Even though a lot of people in between the beams. It's not gishmak to go there. Caramelous. Now this one is even worse. This is a bench, a low level bench. Right in front of the this guy's in Mechutzev. Not only did he put a big beam there, he starts laying out like a, a table that's connected to the ground. It's Tava. Shoeshiner, whatever you want to call it. Nah. Shmaka stuff, the shekels, the shekel stores. It sells, it's the kites. You know the guy uh, when you go back there, he sells kites. And when you go on the back, the back road, that Arab. He has a bird in a cage. He, for some reason, he thinks everybody wants a bird in a cage and a kite. Those are the two. I, I, he also knows what I'm talking about. What? That's why I want to stop my car and get out. And that's exactly what my kids need today. It's a, a plastic bird in a cage. And a kite in the middle of the winter, in the rain. Establish of Neyamudim, neither get caramelous. That's also caramelous. And now Staba is, is more difficult to navigate around, so therefore that's certainly considered a caramelous. But if I say that only Staba is a caramelous, it's very difficult. How are you going to get your car over a, a bench? But you could, some people actually like driving between the cones and everything. That's fun. Seems like the same thing. Sometimes people do walk between the Amudim. You could walk there. But, and he'll say only it's Taba as a Carmelis, not the Amudim. This is very interesting. What about objects in the middle of, of the highway? Objects. You have like a, a dead deer, roadkill. You have. Uh, yeah, I once went from a lot with my family and this Arab driver, eventually I caught up to him, he had these, um, what do they call the stuff that you uh, put merchandise on, the wood pallets. He had a truck full of pallets, 
and they weren't tied down. And every 10 feet there was a pallet. So if you run over a pallet, you get a flat tire from all the nails and everything. So there's cars all over the road, pallets, wood, cars, there's a mess. So what halacha does that have? Does that create a problem in the Rishul Does it take away from Rishul Surabim? Says the Gemara, well it depends what we're dealing with. What about a pile of waste? A dog went to the bathroom in the middle of Rishul Surabim, nobody's going to walk on it. So does it take away from the Rishul Surabim or not? So this is, these are the halachas of Mokim Ptur. Levena Skufa, you have a nice sized stone, three by three stone, Rishul Surabim. And a guy took something like silly putty. What, what do the kids play with? That stuff that sticks to the wall. He took it and he threw it. He was playing a game and he tried to hit like uh, the stone. And in fact, he hit it. And it was exactly four hours away from him. And it stuck to the side of that stone. The Gemara is going to describe in those days they didn't have silly putty. What is it called? That sticky stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Slime, slime. slime, slime. Very good. But in those days it was called... A wet fig. <laughs> Other people today call it wet toilet paper. Whatever, there's different ways to do it. But the, the point is to get something to stick to a vertical surface. So, he stuck this thing to a vertical surface. Chayav. Agaba Potter. If you, if you play this game, like the toss game, and you get it to stick on top of the stone, you're Potter. Why? Because the top of the stone is a Mokim you have a certain size in the middle of Rosh Hashanah, nobody's driving over it, nobody's walking over it, they go around it. So now in the middle of Rosh Hashanah, I have a Makam Tur. It's not, it's not Dalit Amis because these stones are three by three. The typical stone in, time of the, in the time of the Gemara was three by three. The question is how high it is. But the width is three by three because if it was four by four, then it'll be something else. Then, it, then that'll be a caramelist. What? You threw Dalit Amis, not Dalit Fakham. You're four Amis away from it. In order to be over carrying in Rosh Hashanah, you have to go four Amis. He tossed it four Amis and it landed on the vertical surface of the stone. And the stone, the top part, is a Makam Ptur. Now why is this considered a Rosh Hashanah? Because it's above Rosh Hashanah. The problem is that we learned the other day that you have to place it on, a, on something that's Fort Fachem. Where do you have Fort Vachem here? It's the side of a wall. It's above the Rosh Hashanah and great. But it's not on a, on a Fort Vachem area. What's the answer? What? Says the Riva. Taisus brings the Kashi. He says because it's above the ground, it's above the ground, so therefore it's part of the ground. It's like it's, it's in the ear of the ground. And the ground, it's, it's, it's something that we didn't have before. Because now it's like suspended in the ear. So now it's using, it's, it's, it's literally kluta. It's not, kick, it's like, it's stuck here in mid-ear. So it uses the, the surface of the ground and the surface of the ground is more than Fort Tzvachim. But Rabbi Natan doesn't like that at all. And he says, therefore, you have to say that this stone is actually four by four. So it's as if it used the four by four area of the top. Because then it becomes a Malkam Tur. So that, as I gate, fine. Abaya v'rova d'amir to Abaya v'hu shigavoya shloisha. This stone must be at least three tefachim high. The leidor si lo rabim. 
Now if it's less than three Tvachim, what do we call that? Lavot, it's part of the ground. But more than three Tvachim, nobody steps over it, nobody steps on it, and it's not considered Rosh Hashanah. Avil hizmi vihigi. You have a bunch of thorns. Then you don't need three tfachim because nobody's stepping on this thing. Now this stone, if they were, if they were to step on it, then it, then, then it becomes bottle. But higmi vihizmi, nobody's stepping on thorns. Nobody wants to get damaged unless you have shoes. You don't have shoes, you're not going to step on it. And Mela, even less than three tfachim is a mocking tour in the middle of Rosh Hashanah. So he says, no. But Tsoya, nobody steps on Tsoya. It's disgusting. So that's a Makam Tur, middle of Shusrab. Ravashi Omar, Afilu Tsoya. So Ravashi is saying that you can't start playing games here. You have a highway. You're going to start checking every inch and say, oh, this people step on, that's a this. And this people, that. everything is bottled. Everything's going to be part of the highway because a deer once had some waste on this part of the highway, so that becomes a makapatur for this minute. So everything becomes bottle. Now, yes, if it's something very large and, and permanent and it's three tvachim, then not. But anything under three tvachim is loved, it's bottle to the highway. That's what he holds. the bear of Sheila. Sheila with the hey, Aleph. Kiyosar of Dimi, Omar of Yochanan, Ain. A caramelist must be four tvachim. Now, if it's less than four tvachim, what is it? A makim p'tur. So, if it's a makim p'tur, what's the difference between a caramelist and a makim p'tur? Makim p'tur, I could move my object from the makim p'tur to my rishu seyachid, or from the makim p'tur to rishu seyachid. But if this caramelist says four tvachim, then it's a caramelist. Why is it not a rishu seyachid? It has four tvachim, because it doesn't have ten tvachim. It has to be ten tvachim high. It has to have walls that are ten tvachim. So it's, a, it's, a, it's called the caramelis. It's four tvachim. What is going on here? What is Rav Sheshis saying? So Rav Sheshis, at the end of the sugya, is going to tell us that a caramelis, a tremendous chiddush, cannot be above ten tvachim. Similar to Shusarabim. Above ten tvachim is no longer a caramelis. But the Gemara needs to get there and prove it that that's what he meant. It needs to have a tenth fachim mechitza in order for it to be a caramelist similar to or just a yachid. Viloi loy havi caramelist. Viloi v'amar av gidol amar av chiyah bar yosef amar av bayis shem betoycha asaro vekiru yoyimishlimel asaro. What if you have a house that doesn't have tenth fachim? It's I don't know four and a half feet tall. That's pretty much what it is. They, if anybody went to Venice, you see like the, uh, in the Jewish ghetto, the houses, are, it looks like literally the, the five feet tall. I don't know how, I never went into one, but that's, they, they built them, they, they shoved the Yidin Nebuch into these mini floors. Anyway, it still exists till today. I think people still live there. Maybe just to look like that, maybe it's seven feet, I don't know. But it was very short, but it's not four and a half feet. Four and a half feet is crazy. A guy made a house that's four and a half feet tall. What's going on here? If you look at the house from the exterior, I don't know. No, this is nine, nine tvachim. Smaller, smaller. Three feet. Okay, three feet. And what? A tvach is like six inches, right? Okay. Really? No way. Look at this. 
five inches, I think they say it is. How much? I have no idea what centimeters are. Anyways, let me send it. Uh, it doesn't matter. You get that. You get the picture. A guy built a house. He built a dog house. But kids, it's not. What? One meter. Okay. Fine. One meter. Say it. I go bottom. So what's going on here? We have an exterior wall and an interior wall. The interior wall is not ten tefachim. But the exterior wall is. Why? Because you have the roof. You have to count everything. So it says like this. The, on the roof of this small structure, on this doghouse, it becomes a Rosh Because now I have ten tefachim high and it's four tefachim wide. It's Rosh Hashayachid. So Rashi says, at the end of the day, how do I have ten tefachim? I don't know why I has to come out there, but it seems like he says there's a good asik over here. Fine. I think Rashi says that here. Good asik that Lamashana. Bikitsar, even if you have a wall and that, that goes, I was thinking about Yossi was telling me that it doesn't really work. But anyways, you, you can take a wall and extend it upwards. Lamashana. That's not the point. The point is, it says in Mefurish that if it doesn't have tent fachim, then it turns into a Carmelis. You see, you don't need tent fachim to make it a Carmelis. Why are you telling me that it, that's the Pshat and what he said? But the Ephesus, the Sara means you need at least tent fachim. You don't need tent fachim. It's a Carmelis. The Adasara who the Havi Carmelis. Okay? So if we stop right here, the halacha is, there is no Carmelis above ten Tvachim. It's like a Rosh Hashanah Anything above ten Tvachim is Mokim Ptur. So let me ask you, what's going on here? What are we talking about? Everybody should ask this question. If it's four Tvachim, And it's ten tefachim high. What is that called? That's Rosh Hashanah. So we can't be talking about that. You tell me, oh, if it's above ten tefachim, there is no karmelis. That's called Rosh Hashanah. Anything that's four tefachim by ten tefachim high is Rosh Hashanah. Forget about there's no karmelis above ten. That's called Rosh Hashanah, and it will be a Rosh Hashanah above ten. What do you mean? No, 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 sorry. Well, let's go back. Woke of Ladira is only in a situation where it's a giant place. A karfaf. But if you have a small place that, that has a sar tfachim, a mechitzas, that's a rosh hashayachet. Everybody else is a In a giant course of same, we're talking about 50 by 100 over there. But you have to be makif Ladira. You have to first build a house and then build a fence. You can't build a fence around your field. That's like, fine. Anyways, Akapan, let's just get to the bottom line here because time is late. Right, big, big long rash. He goes through all the steps. We have to be talking about that a guy caught it in midair above a Carmelis. He's in a big one, he caught it. Otherwise, if he has something that's four Tvachim that, that extends above ten, then it's Rishul Sayachid. So we're talking about somebody who threw it. Or he says that it's on the side, side of a wall in a Carmelis. There's a wall in a Carmelis. And he, and he removed an object above 10 Tvachim in the Carmelis, that's not a Carmelis, because it's above 10 Tvachim. 
But you can't say that it's on top of something that already exists. If it's three by three, it's a Malkin Petur. Right? Less than four Tzvachim is not even a Karmelis. In order to be a Karmelis, you have to be four Tzvachim. You're in a, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a, a guy, ha, you're in the sea, right? What's one of the things? A sea is a caramelis. Ocean. So a guy has a beam, so in order to be a caramelis, you have to be four by four. And the Gemara tells us that anything four by four above ten fachim is not a caramelis. Yishkoyach. Four by four above ten fachim is a yishkoyachet. Elamai, it's three by three above ten fachim. Then it's not a caramelis. That's a mokam p'tur. So you have to be saying that he threw it. Okay, let's go back there. You should never be involved in anything that has to do with Shabbos above Ten Fachim because Ten Fachim is not, it's a Makam Ptur. Why do you say this? Somebody's playing basketball and he put a pole in the middle. He's in the Rishus in his backyard. He put a, a pole and he's trying to play. Ah, there went all the Corona. Geschmack. In other words, Rosh Hashanah goes extends. Let's turn the page. Fine. We're right where we need to be. Seven minutes left for Ahmed Bayes. That goes back to Ari Kushner who said that in Shabbos, Ahmed Bayes is going to be plenty of time. So. What is it telling me? That Rosh Hashanah is not above Ten Tvachim? Masnisini, I don't need that. He doesn't have to say Shinano. By the way, don't go above Ten Tvachim. That's a Mishnah. Of course, Shmuel knew the Mishnah. It's not a Zorig Arba Amis Bakoiso, Lamalamasor Tvachim, Gizorig Ba'avir. I throw something at a wall above Ten Tvachim, it's nothing. Lamatamasor Tvachim, Gizorig Barat. But if I threw it below Ten Tvachim, then it's Haitza. Elo, a Carmelis. The incarmelis no ear above ten tefachim shusar rabim is a makom tur. It's nothing. El incarmelis obviously he's talking about a carmelis above ten tefachim lemalamas. The incarmelis lemalamas. Sorry, that's our halacha. A carmelis doesn't exist above ten tefachim. So now we have pashut. A carmelis has to be at least four tefachim wide and cannot extend above ten tefachim high. Says the more beautiful. Since a carmelis is only a rishus midurabanon, they made it lekula in both directions. Now what? You need at least four tzvachim by four tzvachim. Anything less is called a makam tur. I'm going to take the kula that we have in Rishus Rabbim. It only extends up to ten tzvachim. Right, we had before, you have a house, he says it's less than a meter tall, very small house, three feet tall. But its roof is very thick, and you have ten tvachim. The roof is considered because it's ten tvachim high. Inside is a caramelist, and I can only walk four amas with, with an object. So this clown decides to dig out in the middle of his doghouse a four by four area so he could stand. He crawls in like a dog, and then he's going to stand in the middle, stand up. How does he do so? He, he digs in, his, in the middle of the room. Now he has a shelf in the middle of his room. It goes like this, right? He has a little pit. There he could stand, it's ten tzvachim, but the rest 
is three feet tall. Mutalatata bakuloi. I could I could I could carry on the shelf on the three foot part. My time so now the Gemara introduces a new concept called the holes in Rishus HaYochet. It's a shelf. Just like I have a shelf in my house, my whole house is a shelf. I just have a, a four by four place where I could stand like a mensch. But the rest of my house is a shelf. And a shelf, a chayr Rishus HaYochet, Rishus HaYochet Ami. Vidma, chayr Rishus HaYochet, Rishus HaYochet Ami. Now, okay, new sugya. Chayr Rishus HaRavim. What about holes in Rishus HaRavim? In other words, I'm on a highway. And... The highway has this wall, Shem Aleichem. The highway has this uh, noise wall to protect the, the, the citizens on the other side of the highway. And now I need to charge my phone. I need to put my phone down somewhere. So I had this little hole in the wall. That's a hole in Rosh Hashanah. What's the halacha? It has the halacha of Rosh Hashanah. That what? So what is it? Well... It's a muffin what? Why? How big is it? How many tfachim is it? This hole? If it's less than four, he's right. It's a muffin tour. If it's more than four, then what does it turn into? Caramelous. No, it's not, a, it's not an obstruction of Rishul Rabbim. It's an extension to Rishul Rabbim. It's a shelf beyond Rishul Rabbim. It's the wall that divides Rishul Rabbim and Rishul Yachid. It's in the wall. See there, Rishul Rabbim. Right. By the way, we're doing a daf today because we started in the middle of Ahmed Beis and we're here already at the middle of Ahmed Beis. According to you, that you say that the holes of Rishul Rabbim are like Rishul Rabbim. Look at this beautiful picture. You guys remember this? In this beautiful picture, we said that see the Rishus Rabim, it's an indentation in the Rishus Rabim, is not Rishus Rabim. Why is this not Rishus Rabim? This is a hole in Rishus Rabim. Look at this. It's a hole. Don't you see a shelf here? Either way you look at it, I don't know. Look at it like this. It's a shelf. In middle of Rishus Rabim, it should be part of Rishus Rabim. And we called it before. What do we call this? A Carmelis. Right? The word Carmelis came to include this special case of an indentation in Rosh Hashanah. It, it should be an extension of Rosh Hashanah and not a Carmelis. Says the Gemara, try to understand this. This is really impossible to use. If I'm driving down the highway, I could extend my hand out the window and place my phone there to recharge if there's a hole in the wall. But to come into this little guy over here, this outlook post that they have on the highway, that's very difficult. Should we go weiter? Yeah, we got a minute. Not. You don't come in with the Shabbos, you want me to finish the daf. By the way, whoever doesn't want to come in with the Shabbos will be very happy to accept your uh, abstinence. We're looking for people to volunteer not to come with the Shabbos. We cannot have 100 people. More than 100 people is not very good. Even more than 60, 70 is not good. So try, try to watch from home, Nachman. Now, 
So this we had already. A guy's playing some game. He's trying to put the silly putty on the wall. Under 10 Tvachim is great. Yichayev. Great, by the way. David doesn't know, but we, we're trying to find this guy that's trying to be over Yisurim. That's what the whole Gemara is about. These guys are trying to do Yisurim. How does he do an Yisur? He finds the right way. Under 10 Tvachim. The problem is, if he has a basketball and he throws it at the wall, what's going to happen to the ball? It's going to bounce right back in his face. So he never had a four-armor <coughs> big fat fig. Now, according to you, they you say that the holes in Shusarabim are like Shusarabim. Just say there's a little hole in the wall. Why do you have to come up with a funny case of a fig? Sometimes he would answer that no, you can't say a regular item because that's going to fall out of the hole. It's very hard to get it to stick unless you're a professional amusement park player. We're talking about a, a, a wall that doesn't have a hole. If the Rasha says that he threw it above 10 Tfachim, it's like throwing it in the ear. If we're talking about a wall that has holes, then above 10 Tfachim also has to have a wall. It has to be similar in the case. At the end of the day, it's going to land in that hole. Oh, and one more Allah here for today. Let's say this wall doesn't have a 4x4 area. Now it's a new concept. Even if it doesn't have 4x4, we pretend it does. It's called chaykikin. Halachically, we could carve out of the wall. Over here, it's a Stam Mishnah. All Stam Mishnahs. Anonymous missions go like, are usually authored by Rabbi Meir. And Mamela fits right into Rabbi Meir that he holds, you could do Chakika, you could be Mashlim, and therefore it fits into the second terrace. There's no hole, because if it had a hole, you should be Chayiv even above. Ten Tvachim Shmamino. Motzi Shabbos, 7.30. What are we talking about? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock,